Welcome back to another episode of Two Guys, One Room. Today our topic is actually going to be about switching from like a big MNC company mm -hmm. to more of like a startup kind of culture. So today we are joined by... PC. PC. You can call me PC. <laughs> and your laptop. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, just let me get to the floor. This introduction. Oh, I, I just want to say how I met her. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> so, PC and I actually met through a phone call. So, it's more like, hello, PC. No, Puiching. I was looking for a job, and she said, yeah. And that time she was working in Maxis. Yeah. Um, what position was it again? Uh, that time I was like, um, my actual role. My actual role was a transformational <coughs> associate. Oh my god. Yeah, channel, it sounds like... Channel transformation associate. Yeah, and it's dealing with like merchants and all, right? Um, directly <coughs> part under sales and services department. But mainly we are doing... Because Maxis has multiple channels. So mm. we have Maxis Center, the call center. Ah. These are all known as a channel. <coughs> and I'm actually tasked to look into a specific channel and come up with like what are the solutions or things that we can fix better to enhance that particular channel. So that's okay. Yeah. So I actually wanted to call for a product development position um, with a few companies and one of them was um, Naluri. Naluri was an interesting company by Asran. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I called her and I found out that she's a very interesting candidate. I'm very willing to Define speak. Define interesting. <laughs> <laughs> very interesting candidate. Willing to speak, willing to talk, you know, willing to give her ideas. And like I told her about this company, then the next day she was like, she gave me a list of things to improve on about the company and about the company's product. Go download the freaking app and see or so. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, boom, this candidate. <laughs> well, I was actually very surprised with his reaction and I thought it was normal for a candidate to do so. Little that I know it was. It, no, you're you're one, not very yeah. One of the very few candidates who did that. Lah. Yeah, so she actually downloaded the app for the company and you know, just inspect the app and say what can we improve on and what sort of features can be added on. So I found like that was very interesting. So I had another client that I was working closely with and that was Jaga app. Mm -hmm. And that's when Jaga came into play. Lah. So I told Jaga about her and she, they wanted to see her. Without me knowing. You should really describe the process of like because uh, through our conversation mm. before he sort of trying to sell me off to Jaga. <laughs> like, we sort of because we had we had a conversation saying that you know why I wanna change, uh what was my intention, why would you want to change, what kind of company you want. Mm. I think that's when I, I said that I'm currently quite open, company size doesn't matter. Mm. Um, I wanted a change or at least I will go by instinct based on the options that I have I will see what would be the best mm. and somehow when he told me about Jaga app I was like a bit scared because I don't know much and I wasn't expecting you to give me another uh, company so soon mm. uh, I was a bit excited and the fact that I remember that I wanted to ask you more questions and you, you, you pick on the words that I, I was really sort of like challenging myself at that time, which is like uh, try not to know too much and just jump straight in and see whether you like it or not. I said that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said you, that? Yeah, because I actually asked you on what's the position, what's the company about, and you're like, there's actually no JD. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. If, if you're open for discussion as what you described and told me via the phone, <laughs> do you mind to actually drop by to the company and, and talk about it? And yeah. I'm like, yeah. 
since I said that I'm open and I got to be open and I, I just went and I, I actually glad that I sort of did until now because it's uh, something that I never thought I would end up with yeah. start a company like that. Yeah, I, I think the most interesting thing is like, you know, from a company as big as Maxis mm. where everything is stable and I think the benefits there are like quite game also la. <laughs> like <laughs> why what what me what gave what what are the factors that you factor into when you decided to you know sign the offer letter from Jaga mm. and you know work with the company. So <coughs> Maxis will say uh, a lot of my friends if I tell them I want to move they say that I'm crazy. <laughs> are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> uh, because the fact that you get a mobile plan I think about five four and four five hundred Free and that is after reduction, yeah. <laughs> and, and then uh, you can also get a lot of uh, employee engagement, Zumba, free um, yoga, Muay Thai, events, and and the thing is, what really struck me at a point of time is that I have been there for close to four years. In Maxis. Um, in Maxis. I didn't feel like I want to continue because first of all, I, I always feel I'm not a very corporate person mm. and the fact that I landed up somewhere with so many uh, hierarchy, mm. humans, human political styles it's actually not that intense but the fact that this is my first company mm. um, I'm very, I have this very strong I don't know what I don't know and I just want mm. to uh, head out there and um, during this whole transition, besides of my urge wanting to move because I felt stagnant and I thought as a youngster, um, so you can actually grow at Maxis, not don't take me wrong that the company is not good, the company is good. But the fact that you have a lot of uh, very, very brilliant people and sometimes it's all about uh, the projects that you received and also the um, boss and also the working uh, colleagues that you have. So a lot of factors are not in a, a, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of factors. And uh, I was like, okay, I've, I tried a few years here. Uh, I had fun going on with the management training program for the first two years mm. and I liked it a lot. Uh, I think the management training in Mexico are very comfortable. Mm. Uh, we are given a very con quite structured program for two years. Um, with mentors, so every time you feel like there's shit happening and you will have like people, more senior colleagues will try to like help you off and then like um, make sure, protect you in some manner. Um, that, that per se, I always felt like we are protected mm. in some way mm -hmm. and I feel like we can't grow as fast as I think I want to grow. So <coughs> when I made the decision at that time, I was a bit scared but I wanted something drastically different. Drastically different, and also my heart tells me that I want to do it. Because mm. if I don't want to do it, then no point. If I get another MNC with great pay, great benefit, uh, but if I don't want to do it, it means I don't do it. I'm, I'm a bit rebellious in that sense. Mm. Um, so then, on meeting Joshua on that, um, and also um, during the transition period, I actually watched a lot of this, uh, this particular YouTube channel called uh, Yes Theory. <laughs> So during that period, I, I was quite lost because I have a strong urge wanting to change, mm. that's for sure. Changing to what that period is actually very confusing, especially you have multiple options, a lot of 
thinking, you know, a lot of worries after a certain decision. And of course, because of your friends, family saying so much about like, why would you even bother to move on? And I know that I can stay on in Maxis. Uh, I'm being given a promotion or whatsoever. I, I don't really uh, want to take the more comfortable route. So because of washing my yes theory for a moment, I was basically telling myself, I'm going to set a cut of time. Mm. Uh, and of course, Joshua was chasing, chasing me at the time. <laughs> but, but anyway, even, without, <laughs> even without, without him in place, because um, I know finding a job can go on and on. Uh, and it's very, very tiring process. So I told myself, give uh, two to four weeks, um, go hardcore with whatever I have, what kind of options that I have, and then start weighing it, which I did. Um, so after getting whatever options that I have, I basically end up the last expect that I really jump on to choose my job, current job, is the fact uh, that it gives me the most discomfort. Mm. That is what Yes Theory is all about. But the concept and the mindset is that you should always pick something that you're most fearful about and most mm. uncomfortable and just jump straight in and along the way, although uh, you're not comfortable, you will learn something. Mm. So that's the mentality that I had. And all this while, I mm. knew that I'm someone who can't stay still at one area. Mm. I, I'm still figuring out, but I wanted to be more like a generalist. Mm. Not so much of a specialist. So I don't really care oh, like about <coughs> huh? Yeah. So I don't really want to be like just telco telco, mm. just some areas and then I don't even know what's a beautiful world happening outside there. So for me changing industry is is not a problem. Mm. Uh, and also keeping my options really open. So yeah, that's why I've just picked like um, the current company which is like the most most out of uh, my thought and I thought that it, I should give a try and of course I was talking a lot to my friends, my colleagues, um, not just like straight away jump mm. right in with some deep consideration also and also ask myself whether I would um, take the risk, mm. whether I want to take the risk. Uh, of course I have a lot of friends who work in the startup and start warning me, PC do you know the startup that I went last time I don't even get paid. Mm. Um, what and I'm like, of course, at the time I, I really wanted to change badly, uh, so I'm like, okay, if if I really don't get paid for a good three four months because of entering a startup, this can be any startup, uh, can I bet risk? Mm. I'm like, I can't tahan for a three four months, and I want to try, so I jump straight straight in. I'm like, um, now that I'm inside, it's very very different. Um, from I, I'm still adjusting. This is only my fourth month, fourth, fourth month in a startup. <coughs> but I'm glad that I changed because a lot of things that I I thought or I complained in the MNC, I can now see the beautiful side and also the, the maybe the pros and cons of a MNC mm. and uh, the things that a startup can give versus what an MNC cannot give me, which that's just. Here and there, really depending what you want. Mm -hmm. um, no good or bad, just no, different. No, just no, no good or bad. Even now, I wouldn't say I miss my corporate job. Because it's just like, the support system is really good there because there's a lot of good structure, people. Structure, it's very structured. They have great HR policy. 
Um, and when you have good people strategy, you really attract people from all around, I mean, I mean across everywhere, even mm. across abroad. So having fine, nice, great people there, Maxis is a great place to be. Here, the team is much smaller. Mm. Uh, you don't get so much of support because everyone is just relatively young. Mm. Um, maybe your most senior would be your boss. So that's when you can exercise what you want to do. So I took my boss, I wanted to come here to make more decisions. So this is something that I don't have in Maxis. True. You have so many seniors, you have so many layers and bosses with you. Mm. And even if you have some thought, I'm not sure how much you can be hurt each time. Um, so I, this is what I wanted to learn and this brush out. Mm -hmm. uh, and so thinking about support, right? Like support in terms of like emotionally or more of like the work they do you, you do so they can guide you and give you like proper steps to do it. Oh you mean in Maxis? Yeah in Maxis. Uh, more towards work. But but one thing okay emotionally <coughs> also a, a fair bit uh, MNC was a startup is that in MNC you can sort of try to find oh let's say Joshua is the next uh, is a person that I sort of uh, want to be next because he's, he's, he's in the senior role okay. I think is I can look up to him to climb the corporate ladder so you can actually visualize yourself in like three years time I want to be a Joshua and that's quite clear if you want to be uh, but for, for that, it's like you can start talking to, let's say, if somehow I get your contact, I can reach out to you and you happen to be a very, very nice person. You can be my mentor and I can ask you, oh, Joshua, you know, when you were around my age, uh, were you feel struggling like how I'm struggling now? Uh, are you feeling like how I feel now? Yeah. Because a lot of times, youngsters like us, I feel like we are very pampered with a lot of options. Yeah no matter, in regardless of what. Mm -hmm. Just a lot, a lot of options. And we tend to don't know where to start because of the options. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that I think all of us can relate. Sometimes we just have too many ideas, too many things that we want to do. Uh, then end up you just like get so frustrated not doing anything at all. Then you start blaming yourself. It's like the blessing became a curse. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is kind of like the, the structure of the company that you're mentioning. So like, like right before I hop into like asking about the contrast about the two companies was that you were mentioning also how the structure gave you a lot of support mm -hmm. but at the same time that exact same structure actually prevented you from getting what you were looking for which yeah. was getting uncomfortable and also maybe like like you said getting my ideas heard and everything. So just to get, understand it a little bit better, the reason that actually made you, pushed you to change mm -hmm. was that after these four years you kind of got very comfortable mm. is it that everything was just kind of like slowly it's very step by step and everything's in place that there's no new things that you're encountering is it was that kind of like the core reason that you made that if i were to tell this to my previous boss uh, he would not be very pleased hearing me <laughs> saying i would get very comfortable uh, but what i define comfortable here is that you are really comfortable with the work environment mm. you're comfortable <coughs> with the cross-functional working style Mm -hmm. Your job can always be very challenging. So how I how I read this is that some people they are growing in their 10 20 years, they kept changing growth every two, three years. Mm -hmm. um, then they get very senior and comfortable. Uh, but it really depends whether this this group of this segment of people whether they keep challenge themselves new role. Because mm -hmm. they can just stay on with the same old role and go on and on and on mm -hmm. and on. Uh, but for me, whenever I ask any senior, 
uh, of their 10 or 20 years in Nexus, I get very fearful. Because I don't want to be like them. Mm. Uh, doing the same damn thing day in day out. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least like if you change from a Maxis to a Huawei to a startup to another startup, you'd be like, oh, um, startup B is better than startup A because of this and this. Startup mm. A is better than an MNC A because of this. But now I'm like, MNC A is the best, but mm. then I haven't been anywhere. Mm. And I, I actually, the first few years in Maxis, uh, I'm not sure whether this happens to everyone during the first few years, but I don't know my worth in the beginning. Mm. I was trying to find my uh, identity. Um, I don't feel like I'm good or so. Uh, so when even people compliment me, I'm like, I don't know if this is a Chinese ad mentality. A Chinese ad mentality is like, you always ask to perform, mm -hmm. and you always feel like you're not performing good enough. Yeah, because there's always like, a few people better than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so I don't know whether this makes us a fake humble or real humble. I don't mm. know what Then humble. when you actually like perform and people compliment you, then be like, I know it's not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Because like, we really yeah. grew up with an environment that's like, even if I'm good, right, there's 50 people that are yeah, doing okay, like, everything better than me. Yeah. Correct, correct. So um, I'm, I was like that the first few years. Then later on, but MNC, MNC, this, I mean, the four years in MNC also helped me to realize that um, I'm actually not bad. Um, mm. You find yourself, you learn things from the senior, which is, which is also good. Could you also say, sorry, could you also say that, that you found like a value mm. that you're bringing, not only that like you found your own self-worth, but more of like, I feel when we just go in, we're not sure, like you say, what we're good at or what I'm contributing. Yep. So after these four years, maybe do you know now that if I enter the <coughs> company, what kind of value I can bring to the table? Could, would you say that you also understood yeah, that more? Yeah, I feel like definitely better because like uh, a lot of times, um, people take themselves for granted also. Mm. You, you tend to speak very well, but you actually don't know that speaking well is a add-on advantage. Mm. You don't know that uh, being able to mingle or socialize very well cross-functionally makes your project faster. Mm -hmm. You don't know. And for you, it's because uh, maybe throughout your childhood or whichever, uh, you have been always talking like that to your friend. Mm. Uh, it's nothing weird. Um, you're not doing anything extraordinary. You don't feel it. Uh, but when you work with other people, you tend to see, oh, wow, some people just can't communicate. Mm. And actually, this skill that I had is actually yeah. so valuable. Uh. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, um, you, that's when also because you meet a lot of people in MNC, mm -hmm. uh, you can also see that um, it's not about age. Uh, a lot of people that I know around 30 years old, they are very lost. Mm -hmm. They are in the transition of, of sort of stuck. Because if you are someone coming in 20 years old and you are super high performer, you climb up, typically you climb a corporate ladder really, really fast. Um, and if you're not that fast, you will still grow, maybe progressively. Mm -hmm. But for the 30 years old, it's like they sort of reach, let's say, a specialist. And then you're like, mm, okay. I told yeah. yeah. So what am I going to do, do next? Mm -hmm. And the next 10 years, they don't know what to do. And potentially at, at a specialist role or a more senior role, for you to jump to like a head of department, that, that transition is very long. I think mm -hmm. you need to be 
very experienced, like right timing, some people have to very well. Yeah, know. and sometimes, a lot of times, I also notice that um, at least in the one that I experienced, they will always try to employ leaders from other place, no matter it's uh, Malaysian or either non-Malaysian. Mm -hmm. It's because company's standpoint is that I already have, example, uh, Justine for 10 years in this team. And Justin is there for 10 years. Nothing new to bring to the table. Justin, if Justin is capable, he would have done something for 5 10 years ago. Mm. Why do I need to wait until like I said that I need to promote someone, then Justin start to show his uh, capability. Mm. Uh, but this is a lot of frustration that the employee has. Like, why can't you just push your own people? Yeah. Mm. But this took me quite a while to understand. I can be quite visibly sometimes just wondering like why some things just doesn't work and and because we are quite happily being like a manage, management trainee sometimes work doesn't feel like work completely yeah. um, you can you tend to see things clearer and we are quite a lucky bunch um, we are sort of paid to work <laughs> um, and paid to learn. I think earlier during the conversation, you also mentioned that um, you're not a corporate person. Mm -hmm. And is this something that you found out after you left Maxis, or is it something that you found out during when you're working for Maxis? Maybe the first first year. First year. First year. And are you still tired of three more But like even first now, um, I'm trying to deeply understand what is a corporate person also. Mm. Because even like when I'm in a startup. Um, it's not corporate, but I feel like what I define as I'm not a corporate person is that uh, I know I'm someone who wants to deliver, want to do something, uh, but I don't like and don't enjoy when there's uh, people holding it back with too many layers or too many wait here, wait there. That's, that's my like definition. Politics and structure. Like yeah, um, that's my uh, definition of uh, corporate. Mm -hmm. And for me, because I soon I later discovered that I'm cornelia, decent and capable each. Mm. Um, and the why, Chinese yeah. Yeah, <laughs> then why do I have to stand all this nonsense? Mm. Um, and of course if I'm wrong then you just tell me I'm wrong, uh, then I just learn from that and quickly just move on with life and don't have to just go through with so many unnecessary stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, nowadays I'm telling myself to be a bit more patient. Everything is there for me to learn something. But if I feel like I learn enough in any setting, mm -hmm. uh, that's when I know when to move on. Mm. So I'm going by instinct, going by. Yeah, I'm quite an instinct person for now. Yeah, and I understand that whole holding you back in politics and structure thing because I believe that in a in a startup type of company, mm. that would be that is the contrast. Like one of the biggest contrasts is the structure. Mm. Because in a startup, even though like if you are doing like maybe BD in startup and I'm doing like HR or something in the startup, it doesn't mean you're only doing BD, I'm only doing HR. I'm sure you can count in like almost everything. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like that learning curve is very different in the sense that in the MNC is like okay, everything is laid out. So day one to day five what you do and then month six what you're gonna do. Everything is very beautifully laid out. Whereas here is like counting everything. Just because it's not in your, in your JD doesn't mean you, you don't have to do it. Mm -hmm. So I think that would be a very huge contrast in the structure. And I think the politics a little bit as well. Uh, because like in, a, in a big type of corporation, 
you need to do the right things in front of the right people to let the right people hear. Mm. Otherwise, then it's, it's as good as you didn't do anything. Mm. Versus like in a startup, like if this fella did it, then I think that the boss or the director will know, okay, this fella's the one that did the good mm. work and everything. Mm. But I feel like politics will be there no matter where you go. Like, I think it's in regardless. Yeah. But like the intensity and like... Yeah, to what extent, uh, yeah. I feel, to what extent. I, I, I mean, for, for me to make a decision this throughout these few years or so, uh, talking to people helps a lot. Especially people who been there, or uh, did startup before, mm-hmm. uh, been in the same place for 10 years, been in the same team for 5 years. Uh, learn, I, I usually try to ask them, like, why do you stay on? Why do you move on? Uh, is it something in particular that you don't like? Um, hearing from people's experience helped me a little bit and uh, when you sort of discover a pattern mm-hmm. of person who worked there 10 years say a similar thing you're like mm. or a person who worked there for one year and start complaining and just being the typical youngster you know you know yeah. that that person is just pure complaint mm. um, so because you can't learn everything <laughs> <laughs> That's when a lot of times you feel like oh, MNC has a lot of like um, people are very busy, you know, they're constantly busy, they don't have time for you. Uh, but they are all actually very caring persons. So they came out to me, they were like, PC, um, do you know that uh, in you go anywhere, it's the same? And when she said that, she was like literally giving me like the pause for them freaking long. <laughs> I'm like, What's next? Yeah, I was no, like, no, no. okay. She's like, PC, remember what I said. No matter which company you go, it's the same. So don't bother whether you're working in this. Because our team as our team's challenge, I mean, in my previous company. Um, but somehow we just figure out a way and we try to find joy in it. Um, mm. and, and she also saying that I was, I was in a startup. And, you know, being a youngster, when every time we talk to a senior friend or colleague when they tell you that APC I've done this before um, it's actually very very challenging I, I advise you not to do it yeah. then you're like huh? <laughs> say what? I want to freaking do it don't stop me there uh, so I can be very very rebellious, uh, rebellious plus curious and partially I also know that if I don't try in anything no matter this job or any new stuff that I want I don't stop there uh, now that I feel it, at least I can relate better. Mm. Rather than, oh, Joshua tells me that this is hard, or Justin told me, but then I didn't listen. <laughs> but then I'm like, at least Justin tried to warn me, yeah. and I'm fully aware. And then I jump straight in, and no one forced me. Mm. I, I'm quite 
proudly claim that at least the decision is made by me and not because yeah. like somebody asked me to you go. Get bonded yeah, not because of the salary only, not because of benefit only. Um, which I want to keep continuing doing this until it now. Yeah, I think one important trait when it comes to like making decisions would be the ability to take responsibility of your own decisions. Like, yeah. Because it's like, I feel like even if you make the wrong decision, right, it's not so much of like, oh, why did you do this? But more of like, how do you get out from this? Mm. And like, let's just say if Jagab's not, I mean, the startup company is not, you know, the, the, the best decision. It, there's always something for you to do, like find a new company or what can you do to improve what you're currently doing. So there are always different ways to, you know, to um, look, at, look at things, yeah, and excel from what you're at right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like what was your kind of like the experience? Because I think you did you you gave us so much elaboration, really good elaboration about what it was like being in a corporate, like a big type of MNC company. Mm-hmm. So then now you've been there for four months, right? Yeah. And so then what was the experience there? And then like maybe you can kind of contrast it for us, like the differences that you started seeing. Like. Okay. <coughs> so now that I've only been two companies, uh, so first one is MNC, second one is a startup. Two in five years. Two and Yeah, I know job, I know job, bro. Yeah, or something you would say. That's what's wrong. That's what's wrong. You're going to go. 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 You're going
Sometimes you try to be happy about it, but you're like, oh damn it. Like, <sighs> Why nobody knows? <laughs> nobody knows. Uh, but, but another part is that, uh, because now nobody knows, but there are also a group of people who started using, despite mm. they are just like 3-4 years uh, mm. worth of time there. Uh, so then when they know and started talking about it, I'm like, ah, that, that is the kind of excitement. Okay, it's a relatively new brand. Mm. Uh, if you're part of it, to build, uh, make it stronger in some way, you know, contribute in some manner. Uh, maybe people can't see it directly. People would not know PC had done this in in this particular area. But at least I look at it, I'm like, oh, I'm the one who started this area. And then I can sort of claim about it or talk about it later on with mm-hmm. my friends mm-hmm. or not. Or whichever it is. So I, I think that part is very exciting. Um, and of course, comparing uh, MNC and also my current startup, I feel like I take a lot of things for granted in Maxis. Uh, example, using email to converse. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very, very normal. Um, don't, don't just talk and don't have black and white. Mm-hmm. Things like this, not because you changed, you would not know that uh, a startup can be actually that unstructured. Very guru hara, like yeah, it's yeah, more yeah. formal, like log of our conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I always try to tell my colleagues um, the fact that we are in a startup, um, that's when, if you know how to think, if you know mm-hmm. how to think and you can try to on and off distress yourself and then come back to your role, you can actually figure out there are actually a lot of areas if you have the capacity. Mm. You actually have a lot of areas that you can play with. But of course, throughout that period, you sometimes will get very, very frustrated. Mm. You will wonder like, oh, what, how can one person do so many things? Um, that's when it teaches you how to time manage better, prioritize better. Um, I My previous role in, in Maxis, I thought I learned enough about prioritization and time management, but this is like whole different level. Oh, <laughs> well, what's different between the time management in Maxis and in Jaga? So in Maxis, <laughs> at least the role that I did was like, um, example, a product yeah. owner role. Usually, you're given one product, yep. one project, and then you have a layer of uh, a project manager. Then comes. Uh, a tech a business analysis then your developer then your tester so you actually have so many layers sort of supporting your products mm-hmm. covering you from different different angle and then that's when you have 100% um, attention to think about how to commercialize your product how to push a certain area but for a startup scene it's like you might or might not have a tester you mm-hmm. might or might not have a project manager. You need to commercialize your stuff. You need to think how to develop it and come up with requirements. Then you need to think of how to talk to your tech people and get it straight. And then you manage everything like end to end. So basically, mm-hmm. imagining having um, five, six roles missing and all merged into sort of one. You don't have to do everything, but you mm-hmm. need to know enough to like, Oh, okay, okay. I, now I need to test like that because to do a proper product. You need to cover like different different different, so. different area. Oh. But the side back is also that because you are all over the place, um, 
this is what I see as a disadvantage. If you want to learn something deep, you will always feel like you are touching a touching bit here and there. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is fine. It's really depending what you want. But for me, it's like you can have a lot of projects, like a lot of projects in in a startup scene. So one product owner can have like two, three. Uh, so it's very much up to you whether you want to have project B to go faster than the project A or talk to your boss and say that I think project C should be the one and this also means mm -hmm. that A and B would not be there or A and B should come a bit later. So you learn to, because you, you, has, you have less layer, you deal with your bosses directly. Uh, that's when you would learn more from your bosses also rather than have your manager one and then comes your another senior manager comes another layer mm -hmm. you get more heat mm -hmm. um, and you drop faster, you learn faster I guess. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think based on what you told me I sort of caught on to something um, Can I say uh, from, from your point of view like it's you learn more in a startup as compared to a corporate company because you are dealing with more aspects of the job or is that statement wrong? Yes, uh, no, it's, it's correct, it's correct. Okay. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> because of this job, I called you there. Like, for, for me, because my role is a bit special, my current role is a bit like strategy, assistant manager and strategy team, but just take the job title aside. What my boss wants me to do is basically deploy me into any areas of the companies to try to just work things out. That is my problem solver. Is it like I solve the issues. Problem solver should be any anywhere. Uh, but as I give you an example, so if projects are not moving and we have too many projects, somebody needs to structure a project. Mm. Deploy you to structure a project. Mm. If we feel like um the um, HR part would need a bit help to trigger some sort of framework, discussion, PC, please go Basically you count in whatever they cannot count in. Yeah, yeah. But uh, any, anyway, the whole mentality of startup is just Joe Fai Fai, you know, mm -hmm. do quickly and just get it up. And which is which is also fun in that sense because you just you just go in a lot, a lot of areas and you can be very, very busybody in every areas. Mm -hmm. at, least, at, least, at least I'm unlucky enough to being given that kind of role to just go venture in, in different uh, parts of it because I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sort of doing projects and projects mm -hmm. can be like doing anything anything, yeah. anything at all and sometimes I'm like doing tech stuff sometimes I'm doing HR stuff sometimes I'm doing like pure product stuff mm -hmm. sometimes it's like um, I, I don't do so much operation work but because doing a proper product planning you actually need some operational uh, experience that's when um, startup also they literally just let you, if I tell them I want to go and visit, uh, do workshop, um, go to clinics, you know, meet some nasty uh, clients. I'm just like, go, go ahead, more than happy because you mm -hmm. want to learn. Yeah. Then I'm like, sure, if I have all the time in the world. So I'm trying to also balance it out. Just imagine I'm only telling a fraction of uh, stuff that I'm really doing. I'm not even going deep into what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. uh, you can feel that I... I thought I learned enough about time management in Maxis, but mm. honestly speaking, what I learned in Maxis is just uh, what is only applicable in uh, Maxis time of working environment. Mm. Maybe if mm. I go to another MNC, it might not work. And uh, the frustration I get when I go to a startup is that 
I was hoping that I can use some of what I learned in Maxis mm. to try to work and help a startup. Okay. But a lot of times it's not like it's not transferable. No, stuff. no, it's not transferable. Okay. And 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 of course I was very, very being the known come from an MNC girl going to mm. a startup and boss put you into like a crew <coughs> team. Uh, you have to actually learn how to mingle, uh, understand what's your problem first before being that like the beachy bitch and you just try mm. to like manage, to, yeah, manage anyone. Um, so at least, at least uh, being a startup, I can, I can do all this. I think the main I, thing is more of like in a startup, the, the nature of the work is that you need to learn, kind of like expounding on what you said, that it's like you're learning a lot, but from different places. Mm. You kind of know, okay, this department, how this, everything a bit, but when you're in a corporate setting, you learn a lot, but that a lot is very, very deep. Yeah, exactly. It's just the difference of width and depth only. So that one is going very, very deep into that particular role and that particular department, but there is still a lot of exposure. It's just maybe like different, uh, different kinds of like mm. a lot that we're talking mm. about mm. here. But I, I mean, even if uh, someone else were to adventure into a startup, starting like an ops group, uh, but I'm trying to get even some of my uh, younger colleagues to understand is that I know maybe being an ops team is not cool because I had the same mentality when I was in Maxis too. Mm. I, sometimes I would try to tell my, my peers and I'm like, I don't think I can work in an operational team. Because you always feel like you're doing repetitive stuff, it's a mm. bit lame and everything. Uh, but now I see it very, very differently. And I'm not sure whether um, whether telling someone works because someone tells me stuff, it doesn't yeah, go it in. Doesn't like win. It, <laughs> it doesn't really go in. Uh, but now I'm trying, I, I'm trying, but at least I tell at least once, is that you guys are actually very valuable as an operational person. Yes, you find it lame to front customer for six months. You're doing things day in, day out. But little that you know, if you give yourself an aim during that freaking six months and just like, I know I want to move on to a planning uh, role, just take what you learn and optimize this six months and just move on with your life. Don't always just just feel like you're going to be there and stuck for two, mm. three years. That's, that's not how you're supposed to grow. mentality. Yeah, yeah. And, and one thing I want to point out, what I really, really like about like, uh, structure the program in management training in Mexico is that because I am given four different rotations with the span of four years, so each rotation is about six months, six months, six mm -hmm. months. Um, because I can't stay still, every time if I I feel like I didn't perform well, I'm going to be like, it's just six months. Mm -hmm. Things were. Yeah, anyway, it's going to change anyway. Uh, if I perform great, then I'm like, oh, I need have like another two months. Mm. I want to perform as much as I could because I need to move on. Mm. Uh, this is what I think would be helpful if you set a duration to yourself. Sometimes it will change. And the goal, so yeah, you can actually keep yeah. trying. Because a lot of times you you would want to wait for your boss to give you opportunity, <laughs> or you want to wait for. Or for your senior to think like, hey, Joshua, you are actually good in this. I think you can venture. No one actually has so much time for you, mm. and then sometimes they even if they can see it from you, they they might not tell. You know, yeah. I don't know. Maybe because they that's not how they learn, and that's not how they will teach you. Also, mm -hmm. they'll let you just work it out and wait for you to reach out to them. Um, 
when you work in a place with so many people, you you just you just have to ask um, because they are actually all very very uh, knowledgeable. Um, so yeah, I just ask. And and in the startup, one thing I feel like is lacking is that um, I I personally, if I meet anyone that's a bit interesting background in regardless of whatever book or role, um, any experiences. If I'm in a good mood and feel like want to chat, I I would actually go forward and like try to ask like, oh, okay, you're doing this, you know, why are you doing this? You know, just just talk to them. Um, don't 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 try to judge why they think like that. Um, more on trying to figure out why would they even do it like that, and mm -hmm. then from there you can learn it a bit better. Because um, mm -hmm. I I feel like uh, having my my add-on to the current company, uh, a lot of times I don't feel like I'm the best, I still don't feel it, um, but I'm also wanting to learn from my uh, my colleagues that are there, are younger than me, but been there for a few years, and I also feel like they could learn one or two things from me. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's all about learning, um, and learning for me is what I wanted badly mm -hmm. in my uh, next job change. Uh, mm -hmm. Else, I, I also told my boss, um, I would tell you that I would want to move on if I stop learning. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when you cannot stop me. If That's the only thing that I sort of really want. I mean, putting money aside, putting benefits aside, putting annual leave aside, uh, I'm not someone who come here to to just get my pay and just mm. go off. If I want, I wouldn't even bother coming. So if I feel like I'm not delivering, not doing things, not learning enough, uh, nobody can hold me back in, in, in any job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel quite lancey saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, that it's good that you know what you want. Uh. It's that you know yourself and you know where you stand. Uh. Now that I need a cue that he kill you, you you don't you don't you don't know it in your first few months or your yeah. first few years. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point of us actually going into the job to get a feel of it. It's it's very different from when our parents were working. Where it's like one one job, whole life. I think it's more like you you get the money then and you you do work you work yeah, for the money. Yeah. yeah, not really about like learning and passion and all. But now it's more of like they do have the luxury. Yeah, like what you said, we are pampered with options. You know, and like we can just quit our job and we can just go to like a job portal and find out how to So we are kind of with that choice, la, but again, like how do we make the decision and how long are we going to give ourselves the, that six months or like one year mm -hmm. and when things don't go right, then we really know when to change. Mm -hmm. mm. But I think in any uh, work environment, giving a two, three years mm -hmm. is quite fair, fair mm -hmm. duration, no matter startup or Mm -hmm. within the MNC, you give yourself two years, you're going to be like, okay, I'm going to be here. Because when you come into a new work environment, because I can't tell much about startup because I'm at the fourth month. So same thing, like I go my new rotation. The first three months, I'm normally struggling like a lot. Mm -hmm. I can't do my normal work, workout routine. Um, I get very, very stressed out, frequent migraine. Um, I don't know how to deal with... Um, the Just colleagues yet, the, the yeah. colleagues yet, because you don't want to be too close first. You want to slowly remove a lot of barriers and when things get smoother, you start adding complexity in. Mm -hmm. So, 
So it's just very very normal for you to uh, feel lost in the first few months. So give or take, your first three to six months you are always adapting. And then after you done adapting, you are still feeling freaking lost. That's when you either you have issue or your job has issue or something else. Something got issue. Yeah, something got issue. Something like, got I don't know what's what what's the issue, uh? Something something like. got something issue. Something uh. something <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so something was wrong somewhere. Um that's when you then then after after the six months you sort of try to pick up yourself. After one or two years, you're gonna be like Ah, you know it quite well. Then comes your junior, junior newbie coming in, then you're like, aha, so no. That's when you know that you were once there, but but when you're there, unless you meet a nice senior, you'll be like, don't yeah. worry, Joshua, I was once like that. You know, just take it slow. You're doing fine. You don't always get that kind of comfort from anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't really get it in like, maybe my first few months. Sometimes I get very frustrated. Uh, I get scolding from my managers like, how could you not know? And then I realized that a lot of my smart peers um, get it right away. And I'm like, am I stupid or what? But but a lot of times I, I realized it's because they also have a lot of high expectation on this kind of youngsters. And sometimes they don't even say things clearly. And depending what is your strength and weaknesses, right? You can pick up an IT flow really fast. And you can pick up a product flow really fast, but you're really bad in operation work. And you so happen to have someone who didn't even guide you that well or just too busy. And you're just asked to do it mm. so when when you are asked to actually just do it i always feel like it's very very wrong for any managers to say why you do it wrong mm. because you're not teaching me you don't expect me as a newbie to learn it right away mm. i'm supposed to make mistake because you don't tell me if you tell me and i make mistake it's my problem and i'm by all means just scold me but this is at least what I felt I learned in, in MNC that I thought it was valuable because sometimes you just feel like very uh, useless. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least being useful is very important for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that sort of compliment can't just come from anyone, right? Mm-hmm. You, you said like, you know, someone telling you that, oh, you're, you're actually doing good already, mm-hmm. you're actually doing great already. Yeah, it's not any, anyone that you feel it from. It's, it must be someone who has experience and someone who has seen your work like, to be able to tell you like and that. And you must feel that person. Yeah. Um, like that person is generally trying to praise you or just trying to be kind to just mm-hmm. sort of like make you happy. Yeah. Uh, you can we can you can rewind the clock uh, back to when you were actually going into your first job. Mm. To what you know now, what would you actually say to maybe any fresh graduate that's looking mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, I have an offer from MNC. I also have an offer from a startup. What would be things that you're actually telling them, like to help them on that decision, or what would you tell yourself? Mm. Um, I mean, what's the hardest question on earth, or at least I feel at the current moment, is that what do you want? No, that's, a, that's a, such a you, bad question for us. Like, so what, what do you freaking want? Mm. Uh, I, I recently just figured out uh, what I want. Um, you ask yourself that, I mean, you don't get the, the answer right away. Um, but at least what I tell myself these days is that don't don't just chase for monetary stuff. Mm. Um, you know, everyone always say that oh, what I want in life is uh, find happiness, and uh. everyone define it very very <laughs> yeah, differently. <laughs> very differently. It can be buying an iPhone, buying a car, um, taking frequent travels, and whatsoever. Uh, for me, is that 
I want to do whichever things I want uh, that's non-work related uh, as long as I want it I need to go and grab it you, mm. my job cannot stop me job is is facilitating me to get the ability to do something uh, but it shouldn't be my everything um, and um, it shouldn't be like I'm doing this role because purely I want to pay for my car and then I'm constantly chasing for money even I don't like the job I don't like my colleagues I don't like my boss but because I have huge debt mm. so I need to work you constantly very very unhappy yeah, yeah. at least this is what I tell my sister I said that I want to be having choices having choices um, and then that's when you can bargain and you know when when you're just left with one choice you're like oh okay I have to do this and do this all mm -hmm. but when you have choices you're gonna be like uh, if you're not evaluating like oh okay this is the best and I want it like that and you feel better rather than you're constantly <coughs> stuck at one place mm -hmm. uh, at least that's what I feel before I step into my 30s I don't want to be like having too high of a commitment and then later on I need to stuck in a work environment that I hate the most. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to pass uh, my my life like that. It's actually very very sad when yeah. I see <laughs> people forcing themselves doing things that they don't like and every day complain, complain, complain. <coughs> I, I keep asking myself these days, what do I want in a job? What do I want in my life? What do I want out of work? Uh, how do I want my weekends to be? How do I want to spend time with my friends? What do I care the most? Like, all this very, very, very simple question, but a lot of people just don't. I think it's hard also because like it keeps changing. It, it's yeah. not always the same. And like the more we experience, the more it changes. Yeah, so, yeah, so I, I don't think it's an easy question for anyone to answer. Though. Like I'm pretty sure now I will want something, but like as soon as, as, as I start working, mm -hmm. as I start meeting new people, it'll be different. I think there's no like clear cut direct answer like A or B. It's mm. not so black or white. I think it's more of understanding what both type of companies, what's the difference and what they offer you. So if you understand that then I think you can make a more informed choice. But when it comes down to it, I think it's still like what you said, what do you want? Mm. And I think it, it stems more for not the type of company per se, but once I know what they're both offering me, it gives me a better idea of like, what do I think I will like, or what do I think I will enjoy, and then just go and try, and just do the best to your ability to whatever you are. Because that's when you really find out if you like it. Yeah, yeah, there's no other way, there's no other theory, but go and try. Go and try. If you don't like it, alright man, it's not, not like it's the end of the world, it's fine for the job. Yeah. It's cooler to say that. So we come to the end of our episode. We just want to thank PC again no for joining problem. us, and we really hope that you guys got something from our discussion with this MNC and startup contrast. So we'll see you on the next episode. See ya.